This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I'm so excited. I got Clint Rutledge in the house. Clint, how are you doing today? Doing great. You're doing great. Excited to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm really excited. Thanks for making the drive from New Braunfels. I appreciate that. I get to make that drive too, but I appreciate you coming in town. Uh, I'm real excited uh, to share about your book, Strong and Courageous. And I know we've got a couple of uh, photos that Mark will share with uh, Facebook Live. One of the things is, and I, I got to read this yesterday. First of all, I love that I got to read it yesterday. It's like a nice, easy read, <laughs> it but is. it's full of insights. Yeah. And uh, your storytelling is really strong. I love the elements. Thanks. And I know we got to be careful because you don't want to give away too much of the book because we want people <laughs> to read it. But um, I don't know if we can talk about just a little bit of, I like the element that you used of kind of the time travel element just yes. to tell the story. Um, and I want to talk all about it before we get into it though. I want to say, um, you are amazing at getting, uh, the blurbs that you get, the people, you know, <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, it's amazing right there on your cover is Jack Canfield. Uh, if you ever heard a chicken soup for the soul, uh, story or read one of those books or all of those books. Um, the blurb right here on top is from him. I couldn't put this book down. Not only is it a great read, it delivers an important message for parents and teens in today's world. Dude, and he interviewed you. I feel like, man, you were on on his show, and now you're coming into our show. I think uh, we're pretty blessed that you would make time for us when you got the chicken soup for the soul guy who's dialing you up and saying, let's talk about strong and courageous. Man, yeah, that's that was, cool. That was a pretty cool deal. I, I got to be in a program that he puts on, and there was about 12 of us, I guess. Yeah. And um, basically, you send in your book, and then he reviews, he goes over it, and yeah. then you listen in as he basically he kind of rips some people apart oh, on their books, you know, and um, you're listening in and what? learning from that. And then your turn comes up and it's about 45 minutes of, and Whoa. it's, it's not just to rip you. I mean, it's to help you. Oh, right. Right. But yeah. he's, he's honest, yeah. you know? And so the first day I, being Rutledge, I was on, not until the second day and the first day, man, being he's, <laughs> he's kind of letting some people have it. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, when he gets to my book, I'm a little scared. Um, but through that first day at one, point he mentioned now i'm mad at one of y'all because i couldn't put your book down what he goes i was up still at two o'clock in the morning thinking i need to move on and i'm going i wonder if that's my book no way so i went home that night told jamie about how the day went (laughs) well the next morning i get up and my turn comes and he goes yours was the book i couldn't put down and so i'm texting jamie it's my book it's my (laughs) book i was so excited um but he he was really cool to get to to meet and visit <laughs> and um he was very very complimentary of the book and i just I, I was very thankful for that clint that is crazy yeah man you're talking somebody that sold over 500 million books he has sold more books than any other living author um today wow uh, it's and he's a co-author of course but he's right. just it's amazing. 500 million done. books. Yes. Man, so that guy, I mean, talk about knowing how to tell a story. Yes. Uh, I mean, because every one of those stories, I, I mean, is is really great. So then for him to say that to you, 
Dude. Yeah, yeah it was it was. It doesn't get better than that, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Take us behind the scenes. Like, so he loved the book, which is amazing. Then did he give you any constructive, like, oh, I would add this or change that? Or what was that like? Yeah, he did. He said, you know, there's some minor things, like from an okay. English teacher standpoint, I want you to change this and this. And, yeah. Um, and I had an editor. It wasn't, hadn't been edited yet when I sent him I the manuscript. Yeah. Um, so I was appreciative of that. And then he was basically talking about, here's how you need to hustle to get your book out there. Okay. Here's what you need to do. Here's what we did with Chicken Soup for the Soul when we were just trying to call on people. And yeah. um, he goes, your message is good. It's timely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you're going to have to work to get it, get it in front of the right people. Right. And so from there, it was kind of a coaching on how to try to get okay. it in front of people. Wow. Dang, man. That's cool. that's amazing. That's a drop the mic <laughs> moment right there. All right, uh coach Matt Rule of the Carolina Panthers. I know you're a strong Baylor guy, so I don't know if you got to know him when he was at Baylor or I what. I did. Yeah, so when he moved to Baylor, I just wrote him a letter. Okay. Um and my dad was still the head of the coaches association at that time, so okay. he had met my dad and then I sent him my first book, The Classroom. Yeah. I didn't know if he'd read it or not. You right. Know, just send it. You see what happens. Well, sure enough, um, that summer he reaches out to me and says, man, that's one of my favorite books I've ever read. And <laughs> he loved it. And we just struck up a friendship from that point on. And, you know, throughout the season, I didn't want to bother him. But if they'd had a rough game or something, I'd try to text him some encouragement. And he's always great to respond. <laughs> so then he went to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, and he texted me when my dad had his accident to say, hey, man, I'm praying oh, for right. your dad. And yeah. how's he doing? And um, which was really kind of, him. Yeah. I mean, you're talking a guy that's a head coach in the NFL, right? Um, but took the time to, to reach out to our family. And so, um, when I wrote strong and courageous, I just said, man, I don't want to bother you, but would you be willing just to give me a quick kind of endorsement? He's like, absolutely. <laughs> and I said, I'll send one to you and your son and as many as you want. And, he, so he sent that to me, and um, he's been very complimentary of the book as well. <laughs> That's hilarious. We're talking off air about like you know we it, you're a, you're a humble person, so sometimes it makes it hard to like you, you don't want to promote yourself. I mean that's the way you've been taught and everything, and yet you're I mean humbly reaching out to these people that you built relationships with, and uh, very humbly I mean that's really cool that then they're responding it is. and saying such positive things. All right, this is one of the things he said. This book delivers a strong message that young people and parents need in today's challenging world, uh, which is really cool. All right. And I, I don't have the quote from um, uh, Chip Gaines, but I know I've got a graphic of those three of them. And I remember from the classroom, I know he endorsed that. I think he has maybe an endorsement blurb in here as well. What's the story on Chip Gaines and uh, you? Yeah, so Chip and I were buddies at Baylor. That's um, pretty cool. Long before he was famous, he was just a goofball, you know, at, at school. And <laughs> he's that – most of us that were in college have a, a person that was in college with us that most of our stories revolve around. Yeah. Well, that's Chip, you know, for me and my time at Baylor. <laughs> really? And so um, I didn't know Joanne as well because they didn't start dating until we were all graduating. Yeah. But um, Chip was in our wedding, and I was – I read scripture at their wedding, and – Oh, that's um, that's pretty dang cool. So we've continued to maintain friendships over the years. It's a little harder. Yeah, I would nowadays. imagine. He's just so busy. Yeah, um, yeah, so I can't imagine. We're if we as a group, we kind of have a group of about six or seven of us. We'll get together maybe once every other year. Okay, um, and get to catch up and stuff. But other than that, you know, we see Chip on TV like everybody else. Right, you know, right, right. Which is weird. 
Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> this goofball that you knew and hung out, all yeah. your stories go with, that's funny. Yeah. He is entertaining, so I can see why they've made it so big. But if he didn't have Joanna in his life, I think he'd be in trouble. You know, so <laughs> well, I know. Speaking of my life, if I, if I didn't have my wife, Chris, uh, I'd be in trouble. So I don't know. It's probably all, the Jamie, same, same Jamie for you. Jamie is my saving grace as well. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, well, let's talk about the book. I just mentioned a few of the uh, endorsements because there's a bunch more. Um, and also just some about you. Some One of the things I enjoyed, I didn't have like your complete bio and I'm, I'm not going to read through all of it now, but just going through the, the back of the book that talks about, man, some of your path from you being a two-time state champion uh, at Judson High School as a player, as a quarterback, mm -hmm. as the quarterback for your dad, who is uh, a coaching legend, obviously, uh, around the state and yeah. I think everywhere. Uh, I mean, that man, state championships, even at Judson, they're, they're hard to win. They are. They're, they're hard to come by. And you've got two of them. Yeah. I've got two as a player. Yeah. And then I've got one more as a coach. Right. I came back and um, was the quarterback coach in 2002 when we won. 2002. Yeah. Um, in the Alamo Dome, actually, with 17 seconds left. Yeah. We threw about a 60 yard pass to win the game. Yeah. That is actually, you know, I have different highlights that roll through my head. And that is one play. I was watching that game uh, on TV. And that's, that's what I, I have that throw. Like, how did that defensive back, like, how did they let, let him go? And there, you know, your quarterback's just unleashing and then bam, game over, Crazy. state championship. One of the craziest things. Like, if yeah. you're writing this in one of your books, people be like, <laughs> no that's way never that's gonna, gonna happen, happen right? Yeah. I mean, that just, yeah. that doesn't happen. All right. Let's talk about this book. And, uh, well, I want to mention you've got several other books. Um, and, uh, there it is. Uh, the classroom, which I got to interview on you on uh, several years ago for Beacon Radio, and then you've got uh, which got a big time acclaim and was a best selling book. I learned that from the back of this one. Yeah, uh, man, that's something. Yeah, not the, everybody can say they got a best selling <laughs> book, Clint. Yeah, the classroom and then this book are probably my two kind of ones that are more like true books, stories. Okay. You know, some of my other stuff, I've got some day planners and then some study guides that okay. coincide with programs we do with school districts. But okay. Strong and Courageous is kind of my second book of yeah. telling a story. Okay. You know, well, message. you've got the children's book too. That was one yes. other one I was going to yeah. mention. I mean, Dare that's a book, different. Dare to Be Different. So yeah. um, that's really cool too. All right. Tell me, uh, tell us where Strong and Courageous, why Why this book? Why now? How did this, how did you come up with some of the ideas? Tell yeah, us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do a lot of work with school districts and I work yeah. with coaches and um, I was actually working with Stan Lang here in yeah, Northside North ISD, yeah, and yeah. Stan is just um, amazing with how he wants his coaches to coach beyond yeah, the game. And yeah. We were having a conversation in his office one day about, man, can you develop a program for young coaches as they're coming into the profession? They're coming in with a lot of the same issues kids are, yeah, um, and they're having to learn how to coach and deal with a new profession. And yeah. so he's thinking, you know, for one to five year coaches, how do we help them oh, get man. in this profession? Yeah. Um, and so we also wanted to show them how they bring value because coaches are getting in and then getting out and we're losing yeah. a lot of good teachers and coaches today. Okay. So I started going on a year long journey trying to figure out how do we create this program? Yeah. It ended up being more like a documentary, um, where I had a videographer that followed me and oh. we interviewed counselors and coaches and 
all kinds of people. Wow. Um, oh, that's about, a huge project. Oh, it was, it was, and it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, but throughout this process, I kept hearing this same statistic that started to bother me. Okay. And that's one in three girls and one in 14 boys suffer from some kind of anxiety disorder. Mm. And those numbers are growing I believe at that. a rapid rate. Yeah. Well, I've got teenagers in my own home and I was concerned right. for them, you know, what's causing this. Yeah. And, um, I thought, what can I do? What can yeah. I do to help kids? I, you know, I love working with kids. I love yeah. encouraging kids. And I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. But I, I do, I guess, in some ways consider myself a storyteller. Yeah, for and sure. When yeah. I speak, that's how I speak. I tell yeah. a story, pull people in, and then make the application. Yeah. And I thought, well, what if I could create a story, just like Jesus told parables to teach lessons? Absolutely. What if I could create a parable that teens could um, – they could – kind of it would resonate with them yeah they could relate to and then teach them some things about here's how you handle challenges in life yeah um because they're going to come right and so here's some ways to deal with it so i needed a team that was the character of the story i needed a teacher yeah to teach these lessons and then i wanted to use some of my more favorite stories that i use when i speak i wanted yeah. that teacher to take this team into those stories yeah. instead of just telling them right. let's go see them let's go see them happen and so that's the framework of the book developed. And the whole goal was just to encourage teens today. Yeah. So the hope is a parent that, you know, if you've got anywhere, a kid that's moving into middle school or a kid that's moving into high school or a graduate that's going to college, man, this is an easy read. They can read it in a night or two. Um, but it's something that, well, hopefully there'll be some tidbits in there that they go, you know what? I, I, I like that. That's going to help me as yeah. I try to navigate this new world I'm, I'm going into. All right, so here's a here's a big question. You've got teens in your in your household. You got the college student. Um, did any of them have any of them read this yet? Yes. And, and what kind of feed feedback was there for that? How did that go? Yes. So my son, um, he read it first. Okay. Um, he's right. our middle one. He's the yeah. sophomore. Yeah. Um, he likes this stuff. So I gave him. Actually, it wasn't even the book yet. It was just you know I printed yeah. it off and. It wasn't fully done. Yeah. Um, and the way I'd finished it originally, he was like, what? You can't finish that way, Dad. You just left me hanging. For real? And he was all into it. Um, and so I said, well, okay, that's working. I like that. Okay. Um, and he had heard all the stories, you know, as he's right. to speak and so, yeah. But he was seeing them from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and it, it resonated with him. So that was, you know, okay, that's win number one. Yeah. Um, so wait, did you change the ending at all or no? Was that I, like – I did. Yeah, I kind okay. of felt like, okay, I need a little bit more um, – not closure. Yeah, resolution to yeah, it. Yeah, I need a little more instruction from the teacher okay. to the student on where do I go from here yeah. now that I've learned these lessons. So yeah. um, talk about you know at the end with um, how Joshua in the Bible yeah. um, and how he, Moses had died – and now he's leading them into the promised land. Yeah. What happened? Where, there was a miracle that occurred in that situation, but it took a certain action on Joshua's part as a new leader. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. And so oh, I want to share that good. as instruction on here's how you go forward, young person. Here's yeah. how you go forward. Sometimes you just got to be willing to do this. Yeah. Well, what is it? Well, read the book and you can see. But, right, um, right. But oh, that, that is good. So I kind of added that towards the end. Um and, my and that was after writers' like yes. feedback. Yeah, That's after cool. writers' feedback. Wow, so he had some insight there. This and then, thing is team tested. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. You know, Rayleigh, my college student, um, bless her heart, she's done great at Baylor. Good. She's read bits and pieces of it. Okay. Um, but actually, 
another thing I wanted to do, which was some of her insight, yeah. was set this up so that we have a sequel. Yeah. And so – Yeah, I there, love it. Um there's an epilogue at the end that sets yep. the stage for the next one. And the next one, this one centers around a young man named Josh. Right. The next one's going to center around a girl in her story. Yeah. And um, my hope is Rayleigh can help me write this next one. So it'll be co-authored. Does she her. know that? Yes, she does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She's excited about it. Oh, um, man. How so, cool is that? Because, you know, when you're writing a book, you need one, you need a framework of a story. Right. So like the, what I'm writing, I, I want a story that engages people. And yeah. then I need to be able to insert my stories that teach lessons. Right. Well, I'm for the girl's side, I kind of want her to help me create that framework. Yeah. What's, a, what's a challenge that a girl might be facing yeah. and how can she find some resolution? Um, and how can this teacher that's the teacher for Josh as well, how can right. he help her find some resolution? Um, so she's going to help me create that framework. And oh, that's cool. We'll go from there. Well, I was wondering, I got to read the book and like I said, it's, it's a easy in a good way. I mean, easy read. I, re I read it, you know, in one day and I enjoyed it. And the stories are as a natural storyteller, they're very memorable. And I do love the way that, you know, you're just a part of the story rather than you could easily have a talking head, just tell the story, but you kind of present it from a different dynamic and it's very creative and uh, just very engaging and entertaining. So, Thank you. um, yeah, great, great work, strong and courageous. Um, just, and I want to read the subtitle. It's, it's time to break free from the crowd and become the person God created you to be. Talk to me about just, when you look, you've got, you know, your own teens and you're working with youth. You're in the state of Washington, you know, meeting with coaches, but also meeting with students and everything just this last week. Um, talk to me about the issue of identity that you see that teens are facing today and adults as well, but teens specifically. Yeah. You know, um, it's something that in our household I was taught and then um, I've taught to my kids probably to a point where they, they get sick of hearing it. But, you know. Yeah. You see a lot of struggle in our world today. For sure. Um, yeah. And kids, you know, you see social media and everybody's trying to match what they think the world expects of them. And it's this constant chase that just leads to anxiety and unhappiness. Yeah. Um, and in our household, we since they were little, yeah. we've always talked about the Dare to be Different, the children's book that I wrote. Yeah. Dare to be different than everybody else. If everybody else is chasing something, take a step back and say, is that worth chasing or is there something better, something that... God's called me to be. Yeah. And have the courage to be different, to to go after what you know God's calling you to do. Yeah. And as you discover that, we want to help you as our as your parents yeah. to discover what those things are. God's created passions within within you. God's created gifts that he's given you and when you combine those passions and those gifts, you're going to find your sweet spot in life. And so how yeah. do we help you find that? Don't worry about what the world's doing. Right. Let's worry about what God's calling you to do, right. what he's created you to do. And so that whole subtitle of time to break free and become the person God's called you to be, that's the hope in this. I feel like a lot of the anxiety that teens are facing is that they're trying to measure up to a standard that's put on social media that's really a false standard. Right. People put their best foot forward on those things. They don't right. put their struggles there. Right. So then a kid thinks, well, I'm struggling, so there's something wrong with me. Or they've got a great life and I don't. I feel like social media kind of leads to this chain reaction of sure. resentment. Mm. And then mm. – um, so first you just – you resent. Well, actually, it's first it's discontent. Mm. So That's good. The very first thing you see, you see people – their life seems to be so great. So if you're a teenager, yeah. man, they're getting, you know – 
if you're in the sports world, blessed to receive another offer from Ole Miss. Blessed right, to receive right. this. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah everybody's getting scholarships. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, from a girl's standpoint, they're posting these pictures. Well, I don't look like that. Right. You know, and so there's this discontent that's created in right. our life with our own life. Yeah. That leads to resentment, which then leads to anger. And so all of mm. that creates this chain reaction that's really the anxiety and depression we're seeing in kids. Mm. Um, it's just a lot to navigate, yeah. you yeah. know, when you're already self-conscious as a teenager. Oh, absolutely. Um, so right. the hope in this is that, man, don't get caught up in trying to run that rat race with everybody. Yeah. Instead, turn your direction to a diff- turn your eyes to a different direction to God. And say, God gave me these passions. He gave me these gifts. Surely there's a way he wants me to use yeah. that that excites me, that I want to get up for. Right. Let's discover that. Forget the other stuff. Let's right. discover that. And then now all of a sudden, man, life's completely different. Yeah. What was it like for you to discover your passions? And how? what kind of process was that? Yeah. You know, I used to kind of like my kids, they'll hear me speak from time to time. I would hear my dad go and give speeches and stuff. Yeah. And, um, of course, I wanted to play quarterback for him, and yeah, we always tease. My that dad. worked out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people used to. I heard it just like other coaches' kids here today. Oh, you only get to play because your dad. You got coach. to hear that. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that was always there, and I would. Uh, How'd you deal with that? Yeah, I want to know that. <laughs> well, um, number huh. number one, you've got to you know you got to just put your head down and work. I even had a substitute teacher one time bring it up and I'm a high school student, you know, Dang. and dude, you're just playing cause your dad's the coach and a substitute teacher. So I created a response that, man, y'all just don't get it. I'm not the, I'm not the quarterback because my dad's the coach. I'm the quarterback because my mom is married to my dad and she says that I should be the quarterback. <laughs> that's, oh, that's why great. I'm the quarterback. You know, just make a joke out of yeah. it and then go. That is um, hilarious. And you just got to <clears throat> produce on the field. You got to prove it. You know, yeah. you use that as motivation, but um, I kind of digressed on that, but um, no, I w- we wanted to hear that. <laughs> we wanted to hear that. But um, but I actually um, heard great. my dad speak, and then I had a speech class when I was a junior, okay, in high school, and um, it was kind of one of the first times I'd really given a speech. And when I got up and gave it, um, I just felt like I was in my element. Really, and that was it. Was on how to set goals. Yeah, um, that was my speech, and the teacher, when I got done, she was just kind of staring at me, and she's like you're, that's something you need to do with your life. Wow. And that was really cool to hear that yeah. from a teacher, you know, and I, I just, I could feel it. And I was like, that's, that's what God's put me here to do. Yeah. And so then I didn't know if it was to be a pastor or to be a coach. Yeah. Um, so I went to Baylor cause I thought I wanted to be a pastor. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, actually at that time I was graduating, my dad had an offer from A&M to go coach there. Um, wow. And so we were sitting at a table. Again, I'm kind of digressing. No, no, no. <laughs> we're telling stories. You're a storyteller. We want these stories. Cliff. So I had just gotten back from a recruiting trip at the University of Houston. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, they were wanting me to come play there. That was wow. a scholarship um, offer. You were blessed to receive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, A&M was trying to hire my dad at the time. Wow. R.C. Slocum I, was there. I did not know that story. Go on. I and, love it. Um, Baylor was where I felt the pool, you know. So I had these three things. So my dad's wow. like, okay, you can go to Houston. But I was like, I'm not interested in Houston. I don't okay. want to go there. So we're like, okay, push that one aside. Okay. So my dad said, okay, you can go to Baylor. I did not know, being a self-centered teenager at the time, that they were really struggling with how are we going to pay for Baylor. Oh, I had no idea. Right. Um, I, I feel it, bad yeah. about that now. You know, <laughs> know what I know, but you're just you're a kid. Right. 
Um, but they're like, you can go to Baylor. Yeah. Or if you go to A&M, then you get to go for free. We'll go there. I'll just start coaching there. Um, and we'll go right now, and you wow. can pick out any truck on any lot that you want. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now that's a little bit different, you know. So I thought about it. But right then, the phone rang. Okay. I'm not kidding. Yeah. The phone rang. So I go over and answer the phone. This is before cell phones, you know. So right, I go over right. and answer the phone. And um, a guy that I had played quarterback against at Churchill, his name was Steve Mason. Okay. Um, had heard that I was thinking about going to Baylor. I don't know how he heard. Yeah. But yeah. he had heard. So he said, hey, Clint, this is Steve Mason. I knew him through FCA stuff as okay. well. So I knew he was a, a Christian guy. He was yeah. like me, you yeah. know, in his ideals and stuff. Yeah. And he said, I, I'm going to Baylor. I want to know if you might want to be roommates. What? And so I hung up the phone. We visited. I hung up the phone. I said, I think God's kind of showing me Whoa. where to go. And my mom and dad, to their credit, were like, okay, we'll make it work. I had no idea they were struggling. Right. Well, lo and behold, my dad with the Zig Ziglar Corporation at the time was yeah. working on his curriculum called Coaching to Change Lives. Wow. That ended up selling all over the state and the nation. What? And that's how they paid for Baylor. No. I went to Baylor. Oh, my gosh. Did, didn't end up mm. becoming a pastor. Um, went into the coaching profession for a while, but I really believe all along God was preparing me for this stage of life now yeah. where I'm taking over and helping my dad with coaching to change lives. And we're bringing it into the new age with website, with workshops, right. with books. Um, so same message my dad yeah. you know, started with Dennis Parker a long time ago. Now I feel yeah. like is where we're taking it really all over the nation. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Literally. Well, so you were daring to be different even with your decision to go to Baylor. It sounds like. Yes. Yeah, it, it was, it was, um, you know, I, they, Gerard was going, who was our stud tailback at the time. He oh was going, yeah. Douglas. Yeah. He was oh, going to man. Baylor. And <clears throat> so they were like, Hey, if you're coming, we'd love for you to play quarterback, you know, come, be on our football team. And so I did that for a little while, but realized okay. real quick that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. How'd you realize that? I mean, that's another thing where you're daring to be different because yeah. I think a certain expectation would be, I mean, you got a scholarship to Houston, you, you're invited, they want you on the team, yes. but at a certain point you walk away. What was it that helped you walk away? You know, that was, <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if there was wisdom or more, um, I don't want to say arrogance, but almost a, um, a stubborn side of me where yeah. I knew what good coaching was because I'd been seeing my dad. I'd grown up yeah. on that. I'd seen his staff. Um, they weren't yelling and cussing and screaming at kids. They were yeah. about changing life. No, they coached you hard. Right. And they challenged you right. hard. You practiced hard. But when I got to Baylor, unfortunately, it was not that way. Okay. Um, I was getting yelled at and cussed at and all that. And I just – and it's obviously a far different staff than what's there. Right. Now. The Baylor staff now, yeah. praise the Lord, is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that way when I got there. Um, and so I just real quickly was like, you know what? I, I I don't think I have the passion for this anymore, and I don't really want to listen to this. And so yeah. it's time to move forward in life. Yeah, it, wow. It's time to take that next step and start figuring out what God has next for me. Okay. So I decided to move on and be a student and um, start pursuing those things and had a great time when yeah. I was there. But God— Introduced me to some really neat people and um, contacts and friends that still I work with today. Right, yeah. right. Tell me about just I'm curious since I've um, been on the pastoral track, how did you feel like God was saying, no, you know, I've got something, a different kind of ministry for you than pastoring? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I always kind of, you know, I had that pool. Am I supposed to go into coaching? 
because I'd yeah. seen my dad's success. I sure. understood his program inside and out. Um, yeah. I felt like if I can pay my dues and become a head coach, I can do the same program. Yeah. Um, but the pastor thing was still there too. So I had that okay. pull in two different directions, saw both of them as ministry. Um, but when I was graduating from Baylor, I actually was um, enrolled at Southwestern Seminary wow. to move on after Baylor to go there. Okay. But then um, a really pretty Baylor Beauty Award winner named Jamie Jansen came across <laughs> my path, and um, she caught my attention. And sure enough, I graduated from Baylor. We got engaged. Okay. And I was like, okay, I need to get a job and start being prepared to support a wife. And yeah the fastest way to get a job was through coaching. So I thought, okay, I'll go that route. Yeah. Um, did that for a while, but all along I felt like God again was just preparing me for this ministry. And yeah, in a small way, and I don't mean this to sound like arrogant or anything, but I almost see myself as a pastor for coaches. Sure. Yeah. You know, so yeah. my church in some ways is the coaching profession and yeah. however I can encourage and help them right. and minister to them is where I feel like my calling is. Yeah. So. Oh man, I love that. Well, I love that you were able to be different there because it would have been easy for people to put you, oh, you're DW's son. Of course, you're going to be a coach. You'll be the Judson coach. Da, da, da. Again, you were bold enough to say, no, this is, this is the track that God has me on. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was really clear. Yeah. Um, it was really clear that he wanted me to be doing something different. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's, you know, it takes faith, just like, you know, with your ministry. Right, right. You yeah. Know, you're not always sure how things are going to turn out, but that's part of the exciting part oh, of life, yeah, too. For sure. See well, where he shows up. You and I have that in common. Uh, also, just the my love for coaches, your love for coaches. So I'm curious to get your take on just the challenges that coaches and particularly young coaches are facing today. What are you seeing as your, you know, loving and pastor in these coaches? Yeah. You know, so young <clears throat> coaches, they're coming in with the same anxieties, the same struggles, yeah. the same challenges with social media that, you know, that our phones present. Yeah. Um, and so they see the negative news. I mean, it just, it's a continual process of negativity that we have to learn to filter through and fight through. Right. Well, now these coaches, all of a sudden they're in the profession, they've got those same challenges, but now they're with kids yeah. that have those challenges. Now that can be a great asset for a young coach because they can relate to these kids in some ways. Right. That's that true. Older That's coaches true. cannot. Yeah. Um, but it really is, goes back to that cycle that I just mentioned. You know, you're a young coach and you see another young guy get an offensive coordinator's job now. And you're yeah. like, well, why am I not getting that? That's true. It's yeah. just that continual cycle of discontent, resentment, and anger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you have to fight that. Um, so those young coaches are coming in with that. And then not really – sometimes you get into coaching just because you love the game. Yeah. Well, that's what you need to love the game. Right. But they don't realize their job is also not to just be a coach. It's to be a parent. It's to be a counselor. It's to be – um, an encourager, yeah. Because um, a lot of these young people that come in, sometimes their parents are not active in their life. Right. They're figuring out life on their own. For sure. And they're looking for an adult to guide them. Well, if you're like a 24 year old coach, you're like, I don't remember signing up for this. <laughs> yeah. But still, that yeah. kid's been put in your path for a reason. As a young coach, now's your chance to speak into their life. Right. And just take an interest. You don't have to. You don't have to solve all their problems, but you can listen. Right. You can encourage, you can plant a seed that maybe they'll use. Um, and really what it is, is we, when I talk to coaches, I tell them about the reticular activating system that we all have in our brains. Okay. Um, so it's a system, it's a filter that God put in us. 
Because if we took in all the sensory all around us, we right. literally go crazy. Our right. minds are that complex, and there's so much sense out there that we just take it all in. It would, it would drive us crazy. Yeah. So God gave us this filter called the reticular activating system. And so we only see things that we need to see, basically. Yeah. So we perceive those things. A way that that is triggered, if you've ever been looking for a new car. Yeah. So say you want a new white expedition. Yeah. Well, you never never really noticed how many white expeditions are right. on the road until right. you're looking for one and then they're everywhere. Right. And yeah. Well, that something was triggered in your reticular activating system. So now that you notice these white expeditions. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do with coaches is yeah. we're trying to activate their reticular activating system when it comes to teen anxiety, teen suicide, depression, mm. um, social media issues, mm. fatherless homes, all these things. So we're not trying to make them counselors. We're just trying right. to trigger it. Yeah. So they see a kid that's struggling. Now they recognize the white expedition yeah. in that kid. Right. And they go, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Yeah. You know, and if it's serious, then they go, I really think we need to go talk to a counselor. That's what they're there for. They get them into a counselor and they, you never know when you've saved a kid's mm. life. Right. But coaches are on the front lines and man, they are there. Oh, yeah. And most of them have a heart for those kids. Right. And so our job and what we're trying to do is equip them to be ready to do their job well. Right. Man, that is so important. And I, I'm blessed. And, you know, as we're talking about coaches, I've got coaches, you know, just flipping through my my mind and thinking about how they love these kids. And uh, I, I'm, I feel very blessed. I mean, the coaches that I get to work with are amazing difference makers and they love these kids. And we're praying for these kids that are going through hard things. Um, they really care. And all every one of these coaches that I'm blessed to work with, I mean, they are in ministry. And they're, I, I tell them often, you know, when I was a youth pastor, um, I'd be lucky to see one of my kid, um, my, my youth, you know, once a week for an hour, uh, maybe go to one of their ball games or whatever. Um, some of them would come to church just once a month. So you get one hour a month. But these coaches are with these kids every single day. I mean, yes. for hours and working towards common goals. I mean, they're seeing these coaches up close. And they're getting loved by them. They're getting coached by them. They're seeing their human side. They're seeing their mistakes. They're seeing how they respond to adversity. And they're seeing if they cuss them out or if they love them uh, or how they love them, all those different things. So uh, it's pretty amazing. So thank you for pouring into these coaches around the nation. Absolutely. You know, and um, they're just in a unique situation because – so often in life, it's instant gratification. I want this new T-shirt. So you order it on Amazon and it's there overnight. Oh, um, man. Yeah. You know, everything's right now. I, I need to know what's this. So I Google it and I get the information right now. Yeah. But success doesn't happen that way. Success takes consistent, persistent effort. Yeah. And you got to run into a wall. You got to fail and get yeah. back up and try yeah. again. Well, where does that happen for young people? For most of them, it's not in the world. It's through sports. Yeah. You know, sports yeah. teaches you that. Right. And all along the way, there's a coach. Yeah. A coach that's showing you, hey, you got knocked down. That's okay. Let's get up. Right. Let's try again. You know, I, I was talking to my son just last night. Um, he was talking about how hopefully one day, Dad, I can be a pastor or a speaker. And, Whoa, what? And do this and oh, man. I said, well, you know, I said, that's good, but God's still writing your story, and he will yeah. be for the rest of your life. I said, but you're in a situation now as a sophomore in high school. You face some challenges. Yeah. You're just like the main character in the movie yeah. where they face that situation that they have to decide, am I going to turn back or am I going to push through and see how this story finishes? I said, for right now, your job is to finish your story. Mm. Finish the story God's put in front of you so then you can share that message. You can share what you've learned through the challenges. Yeah. Um, 
one of my good friends, Derwin Gray, that's a pastor, yeah. I was visiting with him yesterday. He had a great statement in our conversation. He said, you know, grass grows green in the valley, not on the mountaintop. Mm. Oh, that's that's good. where the grass grows. Yeah. He said, it's the same in our life. We grow in the valley, not yeah. on the mountaintop. Yeah. And that's where we spend most of our time. We've got to learn to appreciate the valley. That's good. And when coaches can help those kids appreciate, man, you didn't get what you wanted today. You're in the valley. Here's where you grow. Yeah. How are you going to grow yeah, right now? Yeah, that's good. A coach does that, man, we're equipping kids to lead our, our country in a better way than, quite frankly, a lot of us have done to this point. Right, right. That's good. All right, I got one last question. I know we could talk for another hour, and I know I took <laughs> 30 minutes beforehand when you were interviewing me by accident. But And just a reminder, before I ask this question, uh, Strong and Courageous is the book. I don't know if – yeah, there he is. Um, great job, Marksman, as always. Strong and Courageous. You can get this on Amazon. That's where I got my copies. I've got one for Charlie Breida signed by Clint Rutledge. <laughs> I was going to give it away to y'all, but I decided to give it to Charlie Breida, who's been helping us with Very Bold Radio. I've got um, one more you can give you away. You got one more? Want. Yep. Okay. So cheers to give away. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll watch uh, and uh, see anybody that posts on your Facebook post of sharing with, with uh, sharing my post. And anybody who just puts, you know, book down in the comments, then if we got a couple names, I'll, I'll draw one out of the hat and would love to get that Absolutely. third copy. You got to autograph it if you haven't yet. Mine, these, these are autographs. So <laughs> we got to have that one autographed too. Um, anywhere else, just websites that we need to mention or anything? Yes. So they can go to <laughs> strongandcourageousbook.com. Okay. Yeah. So again, strongandcourageousbook.com. Yeah. There's actually an activity there they can download oh, okay. to do with their teenagers. Cool. Um, I call it the guide to good decision making. Yeah. Um, and really what it is, is you help these kids sit down and define what do they want their life to look like 20 years from now? Yeah. They may not know what they want to do for a profession, but what do they want it to look like? Yeah. And this is actually an exercise I did with my daughter when she was a freshman okay. in high school. And by defining what they want their life to look like 20 years from now, yeah. now they've got a beacon. They've got something they're going after when they make decisions as they go through high school. Yeah. If I say I want to have a healthy, happy family and I want to have a good job, I don't know what that job is. Right. All those things. Well, then if I get addicted to alcohol, that's going to take me further away from what I'm saying I want. Right. So now I know when I make a decision, it's not because mom and dad say do this or don't do this. It's because I know where I want to go. Right. And if that'll take me closer to that, I need to do it. If it'll take me further from it, I need to avoid it. Right. It's really simple. But sometimes we just don't take the time to sit down and define who we want to be. Yeah. And so that's what that activity is that they can find at that website, strongandcourageousbook.com. Um, and Good. it creates some great discussion for parents and kids. And then parents can say, okay, our goal from now on is to help you get there. Yeah. If we say yes or no to things, it's because we're trying to help you that's get good. there. That's good. And it puts good. everybody on the same team. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Anything else before I get to my last question? You've got so many great things going on with Rutledge Development, Coaching to Change Lives, workshops, um, these books, and uh, anything else before I get my last question in? No, fire, fire away. Fire away. All right. <laughs> we kind of talked about, and maybe, maybe you've touched on, but um, – when we're talking about our teens and our kids and trying for them to discover that passion, like how do we as a dad, as a parent, how do we help our kids to discover some of those passions so they're not just out there swimming and trying to figure it out, you know, for 30 or 40 years? Yes. What, 
That's a tough question, so I don't know, man. I'm putting you on <laughs> putting you on the spotlight there. It is, and there's kind of a simple activity at the back of the book, okay. and that's something I, I didn't actually get to mention. Okay. Um, at the back of the book, there's a study guide, so it goes through and it chapter by chapter, it asks the kids questions about the lesson that was taught in there. How does it apply to their personal life? Yeah. Well, at the beginning of that, you actually have that guide to good decision making. But then you also have a series of questions that helps you kind of identify what do you love? Cool. What are good. you passionate about? Good. What are you good at? Yeah. And so then you start to try to figure out how do those two things kind of add up? Right. Um, also, we're about to release on the website, again, strong and courageous yeah, book.com. Yeah. Um, we're about to release some um, personality tests they can do. Oh, cool. So there's basics you can do for free, and then there's ones you can pay a little more for. It right. doesn't go to us. It's just I'm right. basically – directing you to another site that helps you with that. But those are things where they can take some simple tests. Right. And then it'll kind of say, hey, here's where you might line up for a job. Here's what you're good at. Here's yeah. where some weaknesses are. Um, so that'll help them if they want to go that far with it too. They can find right. those links on the website. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, for me, you know, with our kids, it's yeah. really just trying to watch. I mean, we haven't, Jamie mm. and I have not figured it out perfect. We're by no means perfect. Parents. Oh man, y'all are perfect. <laughs> talk on it. <laughs> so we're still, we're still working at it. But um, when you watch your kids and you try to watch what makes them excited mm. um, and then what are they kind of naturally good at, yeah. pointing that out to them is an affirmation that yeah. our kids need from us. Yeah. Um, but then you start going, okay, well, what, how can we do that? How can you use that? You know God's not doing it for your glory. Right. God's doing it so that you can impact the kingdom for him. Right. So how do we match all those things up? And it just really creates some fun conversation, actually. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question more directly, I think... You're killing it. No. Really talking to kids about what do you love? Yeah. What gets you excited? And I, you know, you could ask me that right now, and I could tell you a few things. And other things, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. Um, and they'll always be figuring that out. But figuring out their passions... And then their natural talents, somewhere in there, there's a sweet spot. Yeah. And that's what life is meant to be for them. Yeah. Okay. I'm adding on one question. <laughs> and and this can relate to you, but, um, you know, maybe that, that third element, and you've already touched on it, but just that, that God element of, I mean, it gives you talent and you have a passion and maybe sometimes just that calling for you. How do you identify when God is like calling you to do something or God is saying, hey, Clint, you may not have thought you had a talent for this or a passion for this, but Clint, I'm calling you to do this. Like, can you give us uh, an example of what that looks like? Yeah. That's so. another tough question. Oh, you're ready, man. <laughs> you must have been a state championship quarterback because you're ready. Audible. <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, you know, I guess to give you an analogy to start to answer that yeah, question. Yeah, I love it. Um, if you were to call me with some guidance, the first thing I have to do, if you called me and I answered the phone and talk, 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 and then hung up, yeah, that guidance would never come. Yeah. At some point, I've got to stop and listen. It's good. And I've good. got to hear what you called to tell me. Yeah. Um, and I think too often when we sit down to pray, and we don't even do that enough. Right. But we talk, 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 mm -hmm. and then hang good. up. Um, so for me, when I'm it's really good. seeking... God's guidance, God's direction in some things. Yeah. And usually uh, it's embarrassing to say, but that usually comes when I'm struggling. You know, when sure. things are going yeah. well, yeah. I'm not as good at it as I should be. Yeah. I'm just kind of maintaining the, the good life at sure. that time. Yeah. But when life gets tough, yeah. that's where I find myself on my knees mm. and really seeking God's guidance. And it's in those moments that I have to stop and listen. Yeah. Well, you say, okay, well, Clint, how do you just stop and sit there in the silence? Well, some ways. Yeah. In other ways, I'll 
my, one of my favorite authors is Max Lucado. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love his cast of characters books. So I'll sit down and I've read them a hundred times. Yeah. But when I'm going through a struggle, I'll sit down and read a chapter of his book. Yeah. Usually in there, and then I'll pray through it, but usually in there, there's a message that jumps off the page that I didn't see before. Yeah. You know, and it's in through those reading your Bible. Yeah. Reading good authors that are, um, they're doctrinally sound. Yeah. Um, and then praying through that, Lord, what are you teaching me in this moment? Yeah. It's in those. It could just be a daily devotional, but God tends to speak to you through mm. those things. And it's nothing, it's not usually profound. Yeah. It's usually just a simple truth that you need to lean on that day. Yeah. Um, we recently, one of my big struggles was when we opened a new business and stuff, it was tough financially for a while. Sure. And, um, I didn't know if we were going to have enough. You know, I'd look at three months from now, are we going to have enough? Right. And it's scary. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to do my job and take care of my family and provide right. and, um, through that time, I would pray, Lord, you know, we need you to provide. Yeah. And I could feel uh, something prompting me saying, do you have enough for today? Yeah. Yes. Wow. I do, Lord, I have enough for today. Yeah. Well, then go enjoy today. Yeah. And then let tomorrow worry about itself. <laughs> that's awesome. And so uh, that's been a practice that's still hard, yeah. you know, but yeah. learning to be thankful that you have enough for today. Yeah. Um, and appreciate what you have in your life today. And then tomorrow will worry about itself. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, that's awesome. Anything else to add? <laughs> no, that's great. All right, I'm ignoring the other eight questions I just thought of. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, uh, Clint Rutledge, speaker, author, um, doing amazing things. The book, again, is Strong and Courageous, and you can get it right now on his website or go to Amazon. And, um, man, it's a great time. I, like I said, I can't – I know, like, some of your teens are like, ah – uh, they don't read books or whatever. This is a really nice, easy, very entertaining, uh, you know, Jack Canfield couldn't put it down. I couldn't put it down. So it's real easy um, in the best sense of the word. Uh, and the stories are just, they're just stories. They're lively stories, captivating, entertaining. And then I love that you put in those discussion questions at the end or study study guide to help them as well. That's Absolutely. really, really strong. Um, great stuff, man. Exciting. I'm excited <laughs> to see what God is. I mean, he's already doing so much through you and through your real, through your ministry and, um, your leadership and, um, your storytelling. So it's just going to be exciting to see more and more. So, um, all right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, Steve, yeah, real quick. There yeah, is, yeah. 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 Um, if Tell your us. kids absolutely hate to read, um, oh, which right. a lot of them do, audio. there's an audio version of it that you can find on audible.com. That's um, true. And it's only about an hour and a half long. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can listen to it. If you're playing That's travel good. ball and stuff right, like that, right? Yeah. Um, get the book that way yeah. and then listen to it as a family. And then if you can get the printed copy, then go through the discussion questions as you're going right. to different things. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I did see you post that. That's a great yeah. point. Good. So. Yeah, and people are on the road. I mean, this is a great time to do that. Mm, good thinking. All right, Clint Rutledge, um, man, you are you're very bold. I know you're just on very bold radio and podcast, but you're being very bold. And uh, the reason that we're even called that just comes straight from the scripture. And it's one of those things that God just puts on your heart. You know, you read something and sometimes it just jumps off at you. And uh, I was just reading one day, Second Corinthians 3.12. I'm not ready to close out yet, Mark, but uh, usually this is how we sign off. But it's Second Corinthians 3.12. It says, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. 
And what I want to encourage you today, and we could have talked about even more with Clint, is just that great hope that you have because Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ calls you. He is with you. He is for you. He is in the struggle. He's in the valley. He's up on the mountaintop. He is with you. And I want you to sometimes we get so caught up in the anxiety and the stresses of the day just to think about, man, a time in your life where you just saw God come through. And just let the Holy Spirit bring to your mind just a time where, yeah, it was hard, but God came through. And there's something about that moment that I just want you to just drop yourself back in, just like your storytelling. Drop yourself back in your own story and see, oh man, Jesus was there. And remember and focus on that today with whatever you're facing because he's with you today. And 10 years from now, you may look back on today and say, Wow, God showed up. He spoke to me. He may have spoken to you through something that Clint said or something that you're going to read or hear on his book, Strong and Courageous. Whatever it is, God is at work. So look backwards first and just realize, man, God came through in a big way. And I'm just kind of right there for a second. Uh, and he is going to show up again. He's with you right now. So that's just a great hope, but we have to remember that hope that we have. So that's why we're Very Bold Radio and Podcast, Very Bold Scrapping, Very Bold Coaches, Very Bold, all of it, because of what God has done, what Jesus Christ has done for me. He's done for you. It's a gift of love and gift of salvation. He's just saying, take it. Just take it. It's yours. I just love you so much. It's there for the taking. All right, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.12. By the way, you can email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. Um, and don't forget, if you put in the comments, just put book or something, or I want that book, and uh, we'll we'll look and see what we've got, and we'll send you this this autographed uh, autograph, where's my Sharpie? Uh, pen, uh, autograph book from Clint Rutledge, strong and courageous. Second Corinthians three twelve. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very bold radio and podcast with your host Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's word and through inspiring interviews. Go to verybold.com for information and updates, and email Steve at verybold.com.